Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Clear Cut Sports. I'm your host, Seth. It is a Friday edition of Clear Cut Sports. Ready for the weekend. Hope everyone else is, too. Um, I'm sure everyone has heard about Drew Brees and what he had to say about the, uh, the flag, his flag comments. Essentially, he said he wouldn't agree with anyone that disrespected the flag, the United States flag. Now, while that may seem kind of good on the outside, you know, loyal to the flag and, you know, the the veterans of, of the United States and, and things of that nature, really something you can't say with regards to what's taking place now in the United States. It was, it was short-sighted, um, insensitive. You know, I, there's a lot of words you can describe, use to describe his comments. But he see, received a lot of backlash, obviously, from players on his own team. Uh, you know, um, uh, Malcolm Jenkins and and and, uh, and others from other players around the league, such as Richard Sherman, um, and even players out of the NFL. I think LeBron James uh, said something. Um, but yeah, a lot of criticism about Drew Brees' uh, comments, and rightfully so, of course. Um, I think Drew Brees, what he said was was. Like I said, short-sighted. Um, not, yeah, short-sighted and not very. Um, didn't really see what his comments, um, the impact they would have, <clears throat> given the situation that uh, we're in right now. So. For Drew Brees, um, hopefully um, he'll, he'll learn from this. And he did come out with two apologies, one on Instagram and one, um, you know, and in in I think it was on Twitter. I do think they were genuine. I do think he sincerely meant it. Um, and it's good to see that the player, the Saints players, um, Accept his apology and they're ready to move on, which is good. And hopefully Breeze won't make a mistake like this, um, you know, going forward. I do have to wonder, however, how will this affect the Saints locker room? Because I think it's going to. Now, people can say something and then take it back, say, oh, I'm sorry. And that's, you know... You can you can accept their apology or not, but the fact remains that what you said is still out there. That tweet, or it, I guess it wasn't a tweet; it was an interview with um, with the Yahoo. Is it still going to be out there? You said it. You clearly meant it. So now, how is your teammates going to react? Some of them, I assume, this is all assumption here, will. Brush it off. Uh, it's whatever. Move on. We got a job to do. Others, however, may still internalize it 
and still think less of Drew Brees, who I should say, I should it, it should be mentioned. Up until this point, he has been a, a role model of class personified. He's well-spoken, excellent, he, there's nothing wrong. Like You just hear great things about him. Up until this point, um, you know, he was there was never a bad word said about Drew Brees. So how will this affect the play in the field of the New Orleans Saints? Is this a rift that perhaps will knock them from being the the, the favorites in the NFC to maybe behind the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, behind the Seattle Seahawks? Maybe. I don't know. I'll be interested to see. It's going to be something I'm going to be looking for this season coming up. How do the Saints, how are they, how's their chemistry? How are they playing together? Um, is there any, you know, kind of um, locker room talk? That sort of thing. But I do think his, his uh, apology was sincere. It was... Um, well put and I do think he's learned from this and I think um, he's learned his lesson and I do believe it'll be one of the uh, last negative things we will say about Drew Brees NBA talk as I mentioned previously and as most of you probably know the NBA has come up with the 22 game um, 22 game playoff regular well 22 team uh, season that um, will will involve eight regular season games and then uh, the playoffs will start and this is all based in Orlando the 22 team um, proposal had to be voted on by teams and only one team rejected the proposal. And funny enough, it wasn't a team <clears throat> that was not invited to the tournament. You know, it wasn't Cleveland or Golden State. It wasn't one of the top teams, Los Angeles, Milwaukee. It was a team that, as of right now, would not be in the playoffs. But are given the chance to be to make the playoffs, but they rejected it. And that team is the Portland Trailblazers. Now, lots of speculation here. This is just what I've been what I've read and what I've been told. <clears throat> Portland was not happy with the twenty-two teams. They did not want they wanted a instead a twenty team. Um Playoff um, or season, so 20. Knocking off two teams. Those two teams would have been the Phoenix Suns and the San Antonio Spurs. Because you'd still need the Wizards in the, uh, in the, wet, in the East in order to still have, make it, um, have a team for a ch uh, chance to get in. <clears throat> So, 
by voting no on this, they almost they could have, you know, they didn't, but they were saying we don't want the chance to be in this type of playoff format. They have a chance, they had a chance, well they still do, to get into the playoffs and they still said no to it. Because they know. They know exactly what I said on Wednesday. They know that them San Antonio Spurs have as good a chance as anybody to sneak into the playoffs and make some noise. <clears throat> and with Portland, they said we wanted a 20-team um, NBA. The Spurs would have been eliminated from this, you know, from the season. Therefore, the Spurs would not be in Portland's way to make the playoffs. So Portland... You tried. I respect you. I'm clapping. I definitely see where you're coming from because them Spurs, I, they're one of my picks. Them and Portland, actually, are my two picks to could sneak into the playoffs. I don't think Washington has a chance in the East, and I really don't think Phoenix, Sacramento, or New Orleans have the firepower um, to make it in the West. But the Spurs, you bet they have a chance. Currently four games out. Half a game back of Portland, New Orleans, and Sacramento. Portland was just trying to make it better for themselves, and I can't blame them a bit. See, a lot of people are saying, what are you doing, Portland? This is this was your chance to have a, to have a chance to make the playoffs, and you voted no on it. No, 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 no. Portland wanted something better because they know that those Spurs have a chance to get in. A darn good chance. Now, the Spurs could flop, and maybe Portland does get in. Maybe none of them get in. I don't know. But the Spurs have as good a chance as anybody. Exceptionally well coached. And Portland's seen this coming, and they wanted to nip it in the bud before it became a problem. Good try, Portland. I, I commend you. I think it was a good try. But better luck next time. Adam Silver came out um, moving on here and said that any player that had deemed a um, had a season-ending injury that is healthy may not play. <clears throat> what Adam Silver should have said is, John Wall and Kevin Durant, if you're healthy, you can play. Because that's really what this meant. Now, John Wall, he has already said, him and the team, that he has no chance of playing. And we have to keep them at their word. However, you bet he will be there in Orlando. He, he might be close to being healthy. He missed all the last season, of course. And if he did, if he was healthy, him and Bradley Beal could definitely make some noise and sneak into that eight spot in the playoffs. I would love to see John Wall come back and surprise everybody, you know, in this NBA, you know, season here. That'd be awesome. I think it'd be good for basketball. It'd be good for Washington. It'd be good for the East because, if honestly, with no John Wall, I don't see the Wizards having any chance of getting into the playoffs with John Wall, a healthy John Wall, 
I think their chances go up greatly. But that's not really what this was about. Yes, it was about John Wall, but mainly it was about Kevin Durant. Who has a lot better chance of coming back, by the way, than John Wall? There's videos, you know, I'm sure if you haven't seen them, check them out. If Kevin Durant uh, working on his jump shot, and he's looking really good. Um, it should be noted that if the season was playing as continued, um, he probably would be healthy by right by now. And, you know, depending on how far Brooklyn went in the playoffs or if, you know, if they made the playoffs or what the season, what the, um, what their situation was, we might have seen Kevin Durant this year and under normal circumstances. But now, of course, the intrigue will start. Kevin Durant, of course, went down last year. Um, well, he was kind of hurt all year, but in the finals against the Toronto Raptors, he, he hasn't played since. Ladies and gentlemen, if Kevin Durant comes back, the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving is healthy, which he sh we have no reason to believe he shouldn't be. Brooklyn Nets will be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Guaranteed. The, there's eight games of a regular season, you know, that the that the that the NBA is putting out here. And if there wasn't this eight game uh, you know, regular season, I probably wouldn't be saying that because Kevin Durant would have to be eased in to playing. And if you start it right away with the playoffs, the Nets would probably either A, they'd shove Kevin Durant right into the fire and he wouldn't be ready. You know, basketball shape. Of course he's in shape, but he needs that five on five. He needs to get into basketball shape, get his rhythm back. And playing the Toronto Raptors, you know, as it stands now, I don't think he'd be 100% ready. Or B, they'd ease him into the series, and by that time, Toronto would already have won two or three games, and then it'd be over. But now with this eight-game regular season, now Brooklyn can ease him in, you know, give him maybe a minute restriction on the first four, and then see how it goes from there, whatever they're going to do. And then by the time that the playoffs are ready, he's nearly 100% ready to go. So if you're coming to ramp and you are 100% healthy, why wouldn't you play? And I'm not trying I'm not trying to put pressure on Kevin Durant by any means. I'm not trying to, you know, try to coerce you to believe that he should be playing regardless of his health. But if you're healthy and you're Kevin Durant and you have this shortened asterisk, people are going to put asterisks around this season, and you have Kyrie Irving, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, DeAndre Jordan, why not? Why not? Kevin Durant, if he plays this, you know, this shortened season, has absolutely nothing to lose. Absolutely nothing. If Kevin Durant comes out and they play 
Toronto in the first round and they get swept. Oh well, Kevin Durant wasn't wasn't ready. Move on. No one will bat an eye. Now, the that all goes out the window starting next season. But right now, if you're Kevin Durant, why not? Give it a give it a shot. Yeah, you might win a series or two. I think if Kevin Durant comes back healthy, you make the Eastern Conference Finals. And maybe you beat, I would suggest they beat Milwaukee, but why not? You might beat Milwaukee and end up in the Finals. And who knows? So if Kevin Durant's 100% healthy, it is my personal opinion that he has nothing to lose and should play. If healthy. Finally, just going to touch a little bit on <clears throat> the NBA season now. October 12th will be Game 7 of the NBA Finals. Yeah, That's the latest date possible. Which only gives any team that makes um, the Finals... 50 days to prepare for next season because tentatively next season starts December 1st. That will be pushed forward, I imagine, till later December, maybe January. But 50 days? Yikes. Let's say, for example, just for argument's sake, the Lakers and the Bucks make the finals and they go seven games. You have 50 days. 50 days of your vacation, which usually lasts all summer. And I know guys are working out and teams are getting together and stuff. But from from playing game to playing games, from one season to the next, you usually have all summer. Instead, you have a month and a half. Wow. You're asking for injuries. Especially older guys such as LeBron James, who will be going into his 18th season. Guys who are already banged up like Kawhi Leonard. Guys who play hard and always, you know, bring the thunder like Russell Westbrook. They need that time off to relax, to recuperate. Instead, and I'm not saying it's the fault of the NBA. If you want another season, you kind of, it's kind of what you have to do. Maybe I think next year, next season probably should be shortened. Try to get back in their normal schedule. But still. And I think what the result of what we're, what this is going to see is for the teams in the playoffs this year, especially teams that go, you know, to the conference finals and the NBA finals, we're going to see a sluggish start next year. Teams like, you know, Atlanta and, and Minnesota, well, they're laughing. They have, you know, they're going to have 250-so days to get ready. They're going to be fine. But the teams, the good teams, the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, the Celtics, the Raptors, the Bucks, the Nets, if KD's healthy, they won't have any time at all. They're going to turn around, you know, whoever wins the finals is going to turn around, celebrate, and oh my goodness, here we go, we're in training camp. So, it's it's a tough, it's tough times. Um, hopefully, guys, you know, take care of themselves <clears throat> the right way. <clears throat> There's no reason to think they wouldn't. 
<clears throat> but next season, we may see a, like a, a slow start for these good teams that make it deep into the playoffs. That'll do it for this episode of Clear Cut Sports. Pleasure talking to you all. Hope you all have a good weekend. Catch you all on Monday, and until then, stay safe, everybody.